Welcome back to Amerisogyny. Take a stand. I am your host, Hannah Blue. This is episode four, Misogyny, Making It Rain Around the World. Making it rain is a popular term in the U.S. And if you don't know what this means, it's when you throw a lot of money up in the air to show you're wealthy or prosperous. Now, this usually happens in a club and people who do it aren't always rich. (laughs) Making it rain is caused by movement of the hands. Well, as it relates to misogyny, hatred of women... When some men move their hands, they make things rain too. When their hands move, physical violence, oppression, rape, kidnapping, emotional trauma, and scarring occurs. Now, when the money falls to the ground, everyone rushes to pick it up. But when the men make misogyny rain, what's left on the streets, no one wants. You're not going to find many people who rush to clean blood off the ground. There are a lot of things not seen by the naked eye that fall when hatred against women is perpetuated. Self-esteem drops. Health and safety eliminated. Life extinguished. Misogyny cannot be pinned down through culture, religion, how much money a man has, or how handsome or ugly he is. It has been consistently documented in the times before Christ how some men literally hate women. Some men can't remember what they had for breakfast, but they can tell you the first time a female rejected them, laughed at them, ignored them. That is burned in their mind. Where does this hatred of women come from? When was the first seed planted? Was it the first time they were spanked or scolded? It is women who nurture male children. Hands that prepare the food, change the diapers, wipe their noses, hold their hands while they cross the street. For most male babies, a woman's face is the first thing they see. A woman may be the first teacher they have. In their homes, then at school. When? does the hatred start? Hatred for women happens young. Let's look at the E. Lee case. This happened in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in September of 2020. She was 36 years old. Kamara Lewis, who was 17 at the time, and Kevin T. Spencer, who was 15, were charged with first-degree intentional homicide and first-degree sexual assault. What really irritates me about this story is this woman was sitting on a blanket in a park, minding her own business. When the boys saw her, they approached and asked for money. She refused. They proceeded to drag her towards a pond where they beat and raped her in front of an audience of nine other boys. And what's worse? Lewis recorded the assault on his phone and then sent the video to his little dusty friends on Facebook Messenger. No one tried to help this woman. How were they caught? The mother of another boy saw the video and called the police. They beat this woman until she was near death, then left her laying there, 
like trash. She was later pronounced brain dead. For the victims who survive attacks, once the physical scars heal, the emotional trauma can last a lifetime. Let's go to Queens, New York. January 5th, 2020. A 28-year-old man, Alexander Fitzpatrick, slashed the mother of his daughter while she slept beside their sick daughter in Jamaica Hospital. Unprovoked. She said she woke up to him standing over her with a sharp object. He uttered four words, I'm going to jail, before slashing her face and arm. This woman needed 120 stitches. He received 17 years in prison. Now look at this. Their young daughter was sick in the hospital with her mother sleeping beside her. And her father decides he's going to cut her mother, a woman he laid with and made a baby with, with a weapon. Another story. November 20th. 2022. A FedEx driver in Texas kidnapped and strangled a little girl after delivering a you-can-be-anything Barbie doll. The doll was sent to the girl by her mother. The driver's name is Tanner Horner and he's 31. The victim was little seven-year-old Athena Strand. And why did he do it? He said he hit the little girl with the truck by accident, according to him. And she said she would tell her father. His excuse for strangling a seven-year-old little girl to death and throwing her away, he panicked when she told him she was going to tell her daddy. He is facing two counts of aggravated kidnapping and one count of capital murder of a person under 10. Now that's the U.S. Let's talk about Japan. Japan has the developed world's lowest age of consent to sex at just 13. This rule has been in effect since 1907. My grandmother was born in 1917. Japan's justice ministry has waited this long to propose raising the age of consent from 13 to 16. And while I'm at it, let me call out Germany. The age of consent is 14. In France, it's 15. And in the US and the UK, it's 16. Here's how horrendous this law is. Victims have to prove they didn't consent and prove the assault or intimidation was so horrendous, it made it impossible to be raped. A Japanese father who repeatedly raped his 19-year-old biological daughter was acquitted even after a court concluded it was rape. The reason? The prosecution didn't prove there was assault or intimidation that made it impossible to save herself from her own father raping her. It took a year to overturn the decision and he was sentenced to 10 years in prison. One, that's not enough. Two, Imagine the trauma this girl will suffer for life. The hatred of women is historical. In John chapter 8, verse 1 through 11, a woman was going to be stoned by men for committing adultery. They were going to stone her. I cannot imagine being repeatedly hit with rocks until I die. 
Such a cruel practice and a slow way to die. But did you ever notice nothing was said about the man she was cheating with? Let's talk before Christ. Hatshepsut was an amazing female pharaoh. We know this by what was left of the monuments she built. Her reign was unprecedented. Her successor, a man, was determined to have every single trace of her removed. Not because she was a bad pharaoh, simply because she was a woman. Had she been a man, all of her images would have remained in Egypt intact. But because she was a woman, it was considered repugnant, detestable to leave her legacy as it was. Again, this happened B.C., before Christ. Where does the disrespect and disregard of women come from? And speaking of Christ, Mary, the mother of Christ. The Bible doesn't really touch on the intense gossip that must have followed her everywhere once they found out she was pregnant. We know of the hatred of Christ, but what about his mother? Can you imagine if the Immaculate Conception happened in 2023? Just imagine what people would say. She's pregnant by what now? Air. <laughs> Ayala needs to come back just to fix her life, honey. Just imagine the gossip back then. The hatred for a woman saying she was pregnant by God. They killed Christ just for saying he was the son of God. You can't tell me the men around her didn't hate her, except for her husband, Joseph. Can you imagine how much her enemies enjoyed watching the pain in her face as she watched her son be killed? Mary, the mother of Christ, was a pariah in her own community. Fast forward to 2023, women are still pariahs in their communities they can't walk down the street. They can't ride a bus. They can't go out to eat. They cannot exist without a man inflicting pain. Tell me something. What have women done to be hated in every single country? There's not one country you can choose where women are revered, cherished, and respected. Not one they are hated by the sons they birth into the world, and the sons hate the daughters born by others. In the U.S., Senator Josh Hawley doesn't mind if a 13-year-old girl is forced to carry a rapist baby, but he wants her to be at least 16 before having a social media account. Can you explain this to me? The audacity of regulating what females do and how they think and what they wear and if they walk down the street and not acknowledge my irrelevant male presence. Now, don't get it twisted. I don't hate men. This episode is talking about the hatred of women perpetuated by men since the beginning of time. You have these asinine stories out there of cavemen not my ancestors, somebody's ancestors, dragging women by their hair. Who thought of that and decided to put it out in the universe? 
Is there documented proof of men dragging women by their hair? They put it in cartoons, animations, for boys to grow up and internalize. That women are nothing more than rusty, dusty, beat-up wagons to drag around. Inanimate objects with no feelings or worth. Line up any man from India, China, Japan, South Korea, Ghana, the UK, the US, France, Germany, anywhere in the world. And I'll give you documented proof of females being raped, beaten, kidnapped, and killed. Misogyny is a global spring men drink from and feel empowered. Even if the men don't speak English, misogyny is a language they understand. It's universal. The mental illness they share is universal. And that's what we have to call it. Because anytime you can grab a woman and rape her, be it alone or gang rape, something is wrong within the cognitive processes of your mind. If you can set a woman on fire or throw acid on her for something she may not even have done, if you think her behavior goes against what you feel is right in your mind, you have the right to take her life? If that's not mental illness, please tell me what it is. Amerisogyny is the combination of America and misogyny. So let's talk about misogyny in the U.S. Brandon Elliott, 38, attacked a 65-year-old woman in New York. The woman, who was Filipino, was minding her business on her way to church in Hell's Kitchen which is in Manhattan. Video caught him kicking her in the stomach and when she fell, he stomped her in the head multiple times, spouting anti-Asian hate speech. Even before he attacked her, he told her, F you, you don't belong here, you Asian. He fractured her pelvis. She was going to church, probably to pray for all the lost souls. Now, Elliot was already on lifetime parole for fatally stabbing his mother in 2002. He was freed from prison in November of 2019, but he should have never been released, obviously. Now, that's the U.S. Travel with me around the world to New Delhi, India, December 2012. Jyoti Singh was a young physiotherapy student. Now, the woman I talked about in New York was alone. Jyoti wasn't. She was going home from the cinema with a male friend. Her attackers, a group of five or six men, beat him unconscious, then raped and assaulted her with an iron bar as the bus drove around for 45 minutes. They left this young woman for dead. She succumbed to her injuries and died 13 days later in Singapore. Are we ready to go to China? Let's go. June 10th, 2022. A woman was having a meal with her friends in Tangshan. She was approached by a man who made a sexual advance towards her. She rejected him. And how did he respond? He and his friends kicked and punched the woman and her friends. They were kicked in the head, dragged by their hair, 
and hit with bottles and chairs, all for saying no. And get this, eight police officials and officers were detained for suspected corruption and protecting the gang. It's amazing where bribing the police can get you, huh? The Chinese thugs tried to silence the women, telling them not to call the police or ask for help. Otherwise, they would kill them. Such gentlemen. Even some women have taken up the mantle for men and are very efficient at being misogynistic towards other women. I call them pick-me's. Now, they aren't out here beating women just for being women or raping them, but they're judging them, what they wear, bullying them. Yeah, that happened to Silly, a former K-pop star who killed herself. She was a feminist, and in her country, that's worse than being a serial killer. She was bullied by men and women. I may do an episode on women perpetuating misogyny, but not today. Today, we're focusing on the men. That's why I'm not down with this K-drama bandwagon bullcrap. It's fake, and it makes delusional people feed more into their delusions. I'm against putting any country on a pedestal including my own, but especially one where the women say they don't want to get married. They don't even want boyfriends. That is profound and it shouldn't be ignored. Speaking of South Korea, a 36-year-old South Korean man beat his wife for three hours. He kicked and punched her in the head and stomach in front of their two-year-old son, who was terrified sobbing at his father's madness. And why did he beat this poor woman? Because she didn't speak Korean well. She's Vietnamese. Korean is not her native language. And he knew that before he married her. He had beaten her before and she knew it would happen again. So she put her phone inside her baby boy's backpack and positioned it where she thought he would beat her. And it worked. Remember when I talked about abusers not wanting victims to have friends? She had a friend who she showed the video to and her friend reported it to the police. He fractured her ribs and it took weeks of recovery in a hospital. Ladies, please don't get caught up in these K-dramas. No country is a fairy tale and no man is a prince. If a female cannot walk down the street on her way to church, or receive a FedEx package, if she can't go to a restaurant with friends, if she can't ride a bus, if she can't sit in the park and enjoy the day. That is an epidemic. And how do we get rid of it when the perpetrators are men? If we remove all the violent men in the world, do we remove misogyny? No, because as I said, women have taken up the mantle. So how do we solve this issue? One could say pressuring lawmakers at the state and federal levels, but guess what? We have misogynistic men running countries too. The U.S. has never had a female president. By the grace of God, we have a female vice president. I have no solutions in this episode, dear listeners. Only stories. The stories of strong and courageous women. Some who were taken from this earth well before their time. So what to do? I honestly don't know. 
What I will do is continue bringing more stories. I have now run out of time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have, remember sharing is caring. Until next time, be easy, take care, and God.